Welcome to The Prospect. I am your substitute host. Let's call me the Jew. That gets me two things. One, you've immediately identified me as an old Jewish man. And two, that said, you know I know nothing about sports, uh, which should be a very interesting, make for an interesting show as our illustrious leader, Don Sikorsky, is in Winnipeg doing some very important television documentary work. And he entrusted me with trying to carry forth an episode of the prospect, the story of Victor Wembanyama. Obviously for me, there is absolutely no way that I could do this without calling in the special forces. And in our case, it is the beloved Greek, our in-house sports junkie, our rain man. And so I've asked him to come in here and really help me. And I'm going to just lob these softball questions to him. And he has already pre-wrote these questions as well to make sure that, you know, the sports fans really get a good sports show as opposed to me just rambling on as I've been doing. So anyway, let's just get right into it. And where we're going to start, and I did actually come up with this myself, was we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs. So that seemed to me to be a good thing to talk about today on our show. So first of all, welcome, Greek. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming in and saving the day again. Happy to talk sports today. Okay, so we're going to start off with the wild and wacky Eastern Conference. Does that sound like a good sort of topic to start with? I mean, we've only got two choices, East or West. And since, uh, (laughs) you know, but well, I want to talk about my sons at length at some point. I figured let's knock the East out first. Plus, the East has truly been upside down. So I think it's important to start there. Well, then here's your first question to you that you wrote to yourself. Yes. But I'm going to Yes. Obviously, uh, I'm going to narrate it for you. Yes. If Miami finishes the job against the Bucks, is it the biggest upset in playoff history? Yes. I think we are on the cusp of the biggest upset in the history of the NBA playoffs. I think, you know, I did a little bit of... Uh, Research and went back through all the years and years of basketball playoffs I've watched. And the only one I could think of that was even remotely close to this was when the Denver Nuggets upset the top-seeded Seattle Supersonics in the early 90s. And what makes this, a couple things make this a bigger upset. Number one, we are talking about the prohibitive favorite to win the NBA championship just two weeks ago. Number two, everyone had basically called the Miami Heat dead after they lost their opening round uh, play-in game. When I say no one saw this coming, I mean, there's literally no one. I don't even think you could get somebody in the Miami Heat locker room to admit that they thought they would be up 3-1 at this point. So yeah, I think it's the biggest upset, potentially the biggest upset in NBA playoff history. Obviously, you have to factor in the Greek Freak's injuries because he's only played in two of the four games. That being said, the Miami Heat have won both games that the Greek Freak appeared in. So the injury excuse doesn't hold a ton of water in this case. I think (laughs) I still am not ready to shovel dirt on the Bucs, but if they lose this game, uh, we're looking at the greatest upset in NBA history. Now, would you equate any of this to the incredible performance of Shaq. He plays for the Heat, doesn't he? (laughs) 
You're a couple decades too late, unfortunately. Oh, so Shaq doesn't play for Miami anymore? No, no, Shaq is no longer Miami. Shaq, I, I'm sure because you watched the Suns game last night, you probably noticed that about 400 pound guy sitting during the halftime show at TNT Studios. That's I thought so, but yeah. I mean, he had a bit of a gray beard and yeah, you know, Shaq's, Shaq's I, and I couldn't understand old. like why I wasn't on the floor. I thought, okay, got yes. it. That was probably the last time I followed yes. basketball. Yes. yes. All right. Next question. Yes. How the hell did the Boston Celtics choke game five away? And part two, do the Hawks have any chance against them? Number one. Yes, last night's choke job by the Celtics. I, I have to admit, I found a little bit of enjoyment in it just because I am a faithful listener to the Bill Simmons podcast. And the best Bill Simmons is always grumpy Bill Simmons. And after watching his beloved Celtics just gag away the clinching game yesterday, I cannot wait to tune into the Bill Simmons podcast this afternoon. Um, I see no way that the Atlanta Hawks can actually complete this comeback and win this series. Uh, that being said, Atlanta Hawks fans, I hope you enjoyed the hell out of last night. You got all the critics off Trey Young's back for 24 to 48 hours. and. In watching that game, I still have no idea how the Celtics lost. I mean, Trey Young hit a bunch of threes, but the Celtics just melted down in every aspect of the game. And something to keep an eye on going forward, there have been some extremely questionable coaching decisions by Joe Missoula so far in the playoffs. So you're starting to see maybe they miss Ime Adoka a little bit more than we thought they did during the regular season. Interesting. Interesting. I really, all I heard You don't was, know any of those names all, at all I dude. heard was wah, 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure this is all good stuff. You yes. know, you're the Greek. Yes. And yes. so there you go. What about Knicks and Cavs or Philly, Brooklyn? Any thoughts? Well, it's funny the way the playoffs are kind of shaping out right now. You really don't know who the favorite is. I mean, with the way Boston has kind of underperformed recently, and what's going on in Milwaukee, you would think that would make the Philadelphia 76ers the prohibitive favorites, especially after sweeping out my my second favorite team, the, the Brooklyn Nets, my East Coast team, because of Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson. But two things. Number one, that sweep belies how Philly was less than impressive in that opening round series. Number two, Joel Embiid got hurt in the fourth game and his status for the first couple games of the next round is up in the air. Number three, James Harden seems to be far from 100% in this, and well, he was far from 100% in the Brooklyn series. So Philly has this golden opportunity in front of them, but I don't know if they can take advantage of it. Uh, as far as the New York Cleveland series, very entertaining series. The Knicks, all credit and respect to them. They are playing balls out right now. Watching playoff games in Madison Square Garden is truly a sports spectacle. I mean, those fans have been on point. You know, big shout out to the Knicks fans and to the Madison Square Garden fans. Uh, you guys have crushed it so far in the playoffs. Cleveland has shown their youth. Mobley looks like a scared little kid out there. Jared Allen looks like someone who might be one of those centers that gets played off the floor during playoff series. Donovan Mitchell, I don't know what you would call his performance in game four. Uh, I like Donovan Mitchell, I'm sorry to say this, but Donovan, you were trash in game four. You need to be better to keep your team season alive. So I think Cleveland will win game five tonight. 
And I think we will be looking at a game six in New York for all the marbles for the Knicks to move on. All right, so let's wrap up your Eastern Conference prognostication with final thoughts. Who do you think? Who's your favorite? Who's going to be your favorite in the East? Well, like I said, there's a lot of warts on the Eastern Conference contenders right now. But when you look at what Milwaukee's going through, when you look at the injury question marks in Philly, despite their utter choke job last night, I am saying the Boston Celtics by a nose are the current favorites to make the NBA Finals out East. Got it. Is that still, they still got Larry Bird? I'm, I'm, you're going to have to start doing some homework on the NBA. No, Larry Bird, too. Okay. No, no Larry Bird's All even right. older than Shaq. All right. All right. Listen, I was watching something <laughs> on TV. must have been a documentary. Documentary, yes. Yeah, okay. Lots of documentaries I, about Larry I Bird. I noticed that the shorts were much shorter, so yes, I, I was yes, wondering. But, yeah. you know, Style in the 80s yes. was not something that... As That's you, something that I could actually host this show and if we were talking about style if we ever do an <laughs> nba style show you're the guy you're okay. the guy okay well listen let's not uh, delay let's get into the western conference update all right okay all right as you pointed out there's only two and so let's begin with your beloved sons i myself even have been following the sons and enjoying you know their performance what about your thoughts after round one against the Clippers, they, they kind of really, uh, they did what the Suns do. They just fumble along until the end and then crush everybody. Well, uh, you, the thing you have to understand with the Suns, and like I've been talking about with our, our host Sikorsky over the past couple appearances, these guys are still learning how to play with each other. I mean, now, including the first round of the playoffs, the Suns, as constructed with Kevin Durant, have been together for a grand total of 13 games. So these guys are working through stuff that normally you would be working through in preseason and, uh, you know, October, November games. So they're kind of learning on the fly. In that respect, very impressed with them dispatching a very, very, very game and tough Clippers team. I. Hats off to the Clippers. They balled out. They did everything humanly possible to make this a series, especially after Kawhi got hurt. A lot of respect for them. But again, the Suns did what they needed to do. Uh, obviously, Devin Booker, flamethrower in the first round. Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant. Uh, DeAndre and Chris Paul held up their end of the bargain. I do have concerns going forward with the Suns' lack of depth. Uh, I believe the stat that they said last night on TNT was the, the, the Sun starters in the opening round against the Clippers scored 90% of their points. Now, that is not something that can sustain as they move up in quality of opponent. So, um, bench guys, you got to start doing your jobs. Hopefully, campaign being back from his injury will help there, but... I mean, come on, guys. You can't leave it. You can't leave the starters out there on an island like that. We can't keep playing Kevin Durant 45 minutes, Devin Booker 44 minutes every night. That's going to catch up to us. So happy, but still have some areas of slight concern. And, you know, looking forward to seeing how they match up against uh, the, the number one seed this round. All right. So that would be Denver, correct? Yes. Denver Nuggets. Yes. Right. I got that right. Yes. Okay. What do you think that the keys are to that matchup and what's your prediction? The keys are a couple things. Number one, uh, a couple years ago when the Suns played the Nuggets, uh, DeAndre Ayton played Jokic 
about as well as you can play the Joker. Now look, Joker's still gonna get his points, his rebounds. The key is twofold. A, he's gotta work for those points and rebounds. B, you've gotta try to hang with him man to man, to man and not bring double teams and traps because Joker is such a phenomenal pass, passer and playmaker for his teammates. That's really when the Nuggets become the Nuggets. When you're scrambling and sending second and third guys to double team him and all of a sudden Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, those guys are wide open. So a lot of pressure on DA this series, but uh, he's handled it before. I think he'll do his best and hang in there against Joker this round. The second key, like I was just mentioning, is the Nuggets depth and the Suns lack of depth, I think. This is a series where that could really rear its ugly head because especially playing in Denver, in altitude, you do not want your big guns having to play 44, 45 minutes a night. It just, it's not sustainable in that altitude. So need some better production from the bench, need Aiton to kind of keep Joker to uh, non-superhero stats throughout the course of the series. The matchup, the Kentucky guys matchup between Booker and Jamal Murray is going to be fascinating. Both guys have just been incredible thus far in the playoffs. A lot of matchups all the way, good matchups all the way around. Durant against Aaron Gordon, like we talked about, Aiton against Joker. I think it's going to be a hell of a series. And because I'm an unadulterated Phoenix Suns homer, I am going to predict the Phoenix Suns beat the Denver Nuggets in six games to advance to the Western Conference Finals. I like that. I like that. I might take that to, to Vegas. I wouldn't go that far. I, I might I, take it to Vegas, hit the sports book, a buffet. I, I don't want to be responsible for you losing money. On this. Right, so, right, like right. I said, it, you have to factor in my homerism when talking about the Phoenix Suns I versus I other objective viewpoints. You know, I, I, I told my daughter last night when we were watching the game that poor poor Greek, he can't even eat dinner. He's so nervous. He can't even eat I, dinner. I don't, handle, I don't handle Suns playoff games well. <laughs> I can't even watch them in public with other human beings. I have to sit by myself in my loft Turn my phone off. I can't even respond to text messages during Prospect Suns playoff fans, games. Prospect fans, our listeners, I want you to realize, you know, what kind of high caliber and quality, you know, brain we have over here for you. That like this is the guy is committed. All right, let's move on. What about the other side of the bracket? Let's look at the L.A. Memphis series or the Grizzlies finito. You know, it's a great question. I well, it should be. You wrote it. Yes, but I I I, I gotta say, as uh, uh, as I've talked about, I believe, on previous episodes, unabashed, Suns fan, geek, etc. The same could be said on the opposite end of the spectrum with my feelings about the L.A. Lakers. If you grew up in Phoenix as a Phoenix Suns fan, you hate the L.A. Lakers. You hate purple and gold. You hate everything about that organization. So, it's difficult for me to say what I'm about to say. I'm kind of rooting for the Lakers because the Memphis Grizzlies all season have behaved as snot-nosed brats. I mean, we've gone into great detail about John Morant's off-the-court follies and the strip club and the gun and beating up a high school kid. And, you know, we've, we've gone down that path. We don't need to rehash. But there's an even bigger villain on the Memphis Grizzlies named Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, I have a message for you. Actually accomplish something in the NBA before you open your fucking mouth and talk trash to LeBron James. 
you look like a clown. And I'm not talking about the way you dress. The way you dress is even worse than a clown. But you talk all this shit. You claim you want the Lakers so you can send them home. You call LeBron old. And then after LeBron kicks your ass up and down the court for two games, one of those games you get ejected for punching LeBron James in the nuts, by the way. The last two games you have hidden from reporters after the game, claiming you're not talking. Well, guess what? That should have been your policy before you opened your mouth and made yourself look like an asshole to the entire country of basketball fans. So, despite the fact I hate everything about the Los Angeles Lakers, I am hoping that the LA Lakers put the Memphis Grizzlies in the big sleep tonight. And Charles and Kenny and Shaq are posting your gone fishing poster after the game. Memphis, can't wait till you guys are in the off season. Wow, all right, well, you know, tell us how you really feel, right? They're, they're, they're punks. All right, well, we saved the best series for last. Thoughts on the Golden State versus Sacramento series? Who takes it and why? It's been an amazing series. I don't think there's any question, any question that this has been the best. I don't necessarily want to say best, most well played, but the most competitive, most exciting series of all the first round matchups. I'm really bummed out about the news about De'Aaron Fox breaking his finger on his shooting hand. That is a big blow. And kudos to De'Aaron Fox for saying he's playing tonight. And that kid is a gamer, and I'm sure he is going to play relatively well. But in a competitive series like this, that is already so close, that might just be that slim margin or advantage that the Warriors need to get over the hump. I still look at this series as a toss-up. It is just really, really hard for me to pick against the Warriors' championship pedigree. They seem to be kind of getting it to the rallying after the I don't want to say terrible start to this round this series but you know two devastating losses in Sacramento they really rallied to the cause back in uh, the Bay Area tied up the series so I slightly lean towards the Warriors however the Warriors have been a pitiful road team all season and they have to win a game in Sacramento if they're going to move on to the next round so I guess we're looking at two things their championship pedigree versus their track record on the road this year. I tend to lean more into their championship pedigree. I don't know what was going on on the road this year, but we're in the playoffs. It's winning time. I expect the Warriors to somehow, some way, figure out a way to steal a game in Sacramento and move on to play the LA Lakers, which will, by the way, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but... Uh, imagine the NBA's delight if they end up with a final four out West of LeBron versus Steph Curry and then KD and Booker versus the Joker. Uh, that's a pretty outstanding final four for advertisers, fans, all the way down the line. Adam Silver has got to be cracking a smile on that strange pale face of his. You know, I only followed about 3% of what you were saying, but I, I sensed it's very, very well informed. Basketball fans will get me. All right. That's what we're hoping for here at The Prospect. <laughs> um, prospect listeners, again, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I hope that you don't stop listening because of me. I assure you that Don Sikorsky will be back in the chair piloting this show with actual deep basketball insight. So for now, thank you very much. 
and please continue to listen. Like us if you do. Thank Let's you, go Greek. Sons. And thank you, Greek. <laughs>